Steffi, great news about SCNZ. I've been listening since day one. All shows are brilliant. I'm on the road all the time with my job as territory manager and listen all the time when travelling and at home. Keep up the great work. Cheers. Die from the Manawatu and Turbo supporter. Up the turbos. Good on you, Die. Good to see that. Um, they've just reappointed the head coach as well. Steffi, I'm on a boys on a boys trip down south. We played on the ice at Naseby and it was hilarious and awesome. Highly recommended. The shouts of sweep will last long in my memory. If you're in the area, get into it. That's from Mikey G. Yes. Uh, is Staffy off to the TAB? Someone asked. No. The TAB's just bought SENZ changeover February. Nothing changes for you listeners, except now we have uh, the TAB Entain uh, conglomerate as part of us and we're part of them. It's going to be fantastic. So the future is looking so bright and the survey results came out and increased right across the board. Great news, great news. Lost my job in Central with COVID. Started mowing lawns, got a headset with a radio, found you guys by mistake right at the very start, which was great. Still have you on in Dunedin, congratulations. Oh, and Neep's laugh. Oh, yes, Neep's laugh. It seems so long ago, but it's not that long ago either. Get your texts in on double eight double three if you're number one out of these two. Well, not your number one. Which one of these two has to be at your barbecue? Is it beer or is it fried onions? We're down to the final eight. In fact, we're down to the final six now. Right now, we're going to do something a bit different as we do on our build-up to summer. We've been doing barbecues. We've talked to butchers. We're going to talk to an author now because there's nothing like a deck chair at the beach or a hammock or in your tent when it's raining or you're just on holiday and you need a good book. Well, we've found a good book. It's called Epic, and it's about epic things that Kiwis have done. I've got the author on the show now, Ray Salisbury, joins us, Ray. Great idea, great idea, particularly with summer just here. Have I got you there, Ray? Yes, I'm on online now. Okay, gotcha. I was just saying, what a great idea for summer to for us to read about something really well named, some epic stuff that people have done. Yep, yep, it's a great book. Just come out in the shelves a couple of days ago. What inspired you to do this? Uh, my inspiration, um, I had a light bulb moment a couple of years ago while I was listening to a podcast and um, the host had interviewed a string of interesting Kiwis with incredible adventures in the New Zealand backcountry and I thought to myself, hmm, why not condense a dozen of these fascinating stories into a book? So is it, is it sort of like 12 short stories? Oh, it's a Reader's Digest version of, of about 11 or 12 books. Wow. That's so awesome. So how, how did you choose the ones? How did you source them? Ah, okay. So um, the the obvious choice start was um, firstly to look at um, Sir Graham Dingle's first book from 1973. Mm. And he influenced a lot of the other big traverses and expeditions along the Southern Alps and things like that. So once I got Sir Graham Dingle's permission to condense his book, and um, Paul Caffin's uh, permission, and he, he, he was the first uh, person to sea kayak around all three of New Zealand's islands, North Island, South Island, and Stewart Island uh, in the late 70s. Once I had those uh, iconic adventurers um, got their permission to, to tell their stories, um, then the rest was easy. Because they, they set very high benchmarks for others to follow. Ah, so you go to the other one and say, look, I've done Sir Graham Dingle's and I've done this one, can I do yours? Yeah, and most, everyone else said, yeah, 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 if they want to be mentioned with those big names. 
<laughs> very clever of you. Very clever, sir. Yeah, and and between the chapters, there's a lot of linkages. Like um, I write my own um, 80 day traverse of the North Island I did in 1995. I was a 29 year old mm. um, between jobs. To, um, supposed to be 40 days in the wilderness. It took me 80. Um, walking from Cape Egmont to East, uh, sorry, East Cape to Cape Egmont. But um, I was all fired up uh, from reading about six of Dingle's books from the library. So it was his books that um, really uh, inspired me to get out there and go tramping. Do you think there's a lot of people take on these sorts of adventures that we never hear about? Yeah, yeah, a lot of laconic Kiwi blokes, you know, don't want to boast about things. Um, I'm a writer. I, I do that for a living. I write for um, the premier tramping magazine of New Zealand, um, Wilderness Magazine. Um, so, so, But most people, yeah, just do it for themselves. Um, in fact, when I went bush for 80 days, I, I didn't bring my camera, and I'm a photographer. But, um, <laughs> I was trying to sort of commune with nature. I, I brought a Bible. I was trying to read the Bible cover to cover. Um, yeah, I was looking for divine experiences and becoming one with nature. I wanted to learn how to be a bushman and light fires and cross rivers and really ask myself that age-old question, do I have what it takes? Mm. So what did you, what did you on, on this departure, your, your journey in particular, what did you leave and hope to find out? And what did you find out that you never thought you would? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, what I, I, I was leaving behind a high-pressure job in Queen Street, Auckland, mm-hmm. um, uh, working for crazy print deadlines. Um, my degree background is graphic design. And I was getting sore eyes and sort of, you know, I, I stuck at this job for three years and then quit and happily walked out, went bush for six months, you know. So I was leaving that behind. And um, I was wondering where to next. You know, I was looking uh, for the next stage of my life. I was 29. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I came out of the bush, I wrote a five-year plan. And I was, my mind was lucid. I felt 10 foot tall. You know, I had a spiritual awakening, I suppose, uh, during that time alone uh, for three months. And, um, yeah, my five-year plan, I worked it all out. It came true in five years. I can't fathom me now, and I'm not far from Queen Street, just going, I'm just going to go bush for 40 and it might be 80. Um, So was it just the work stress and loss of direction in life that made you go on an adventure? No, it wasn't wasn't a loss of direction. It was more um, my imagination was fired up with um, McAbbott during the first solo traverse of the Southern Alps and following Dingles, you know, um, he did it with a woman in winter. Um, and other stories, and it's like, what can I do that's epic, that's big, you know, to test myself, you know? Um, so I thought, well, the Southern Alps is a bit much for me from soft suburbs of East Auckland. I, I'll do something in the North Island. I'm just used to North Island bush, you know. So I, I planned it for two years, did um, bushcraft courses, um, snow courses on Ruapehu, you know, learned how to use an ice axe and crampons. I did two years of training and getting fit and and buying good gear first. Um, But it was, yeah, really wanting to test myself and bag lots of huts and go to more places. 
It's a you really, know, when you're in Auckland, you're stuck with long weekends. That's about the only time you can really get out of Auckland properly to real mountains. You know, it's yeah. a day to get out of Auckland and a day to get back, so you need an extra holiday. So, <laughs> yeah, my my nephew and his partner are massive hikers, trampers. They stay out in the bush for a couple of days. They take their tents and their warm sleeping bags and all that. It's the it's the furthest thing from what I imagine myself doing, but. He tells me we are really spoiled in New Zealand with what's available in our wilderness. Yeah, too true. Um, that's a good comment. Um, Doc uh, run the largest hut and track network in the world. I mean, no other country has anything like a thousand huts like we do. Wow. And the Forestry Service uh, did us tramp as a huge favour in the 60s and 70s building, you know, but half of those huts at least 500 of them, for deer colours. So, you know, we are very blessed here. So when you embarked on this book, Epic, everybody, the book's called Epic, it's just been out for a couple of days, it's good summer reading, it's about Kiwis doing great things. Um, Had you decided on the 11 or 12 stories you were going to do, or did they evolve once you started? Um, I wrote a long list of about 20 people, and Mm. then I researched um, their different stories and some of them just had shorter blog posts and they weren't long enough for a chapter and some people had a whole book on their traverse or kayak circumnavigation of the South Island or, um, but it wasn't that well written that, that was fine because um, I could fix up their photos and retell the story so I've retelled the, all the stories in my own voice ah. um, while, while I'm quoting them when, they, when there was a, a, a bit of good writing and I, I quite like their start writing style. I'd quote them as well. And did you meet with them all, as many as you could? Uh, yes. Um, some are sort of class guides in Antarctica, and I've only touched base with them once in two years and haven't heard again. Um, but um, I've managed to drive around New Zealand and interview five protagonists, Um on video, I'm a videographer, so I set up my cameras, a couple of cameras, you know, in a cafe in Devonport. Um, mm. Started with uh, Sir Graham Dingle. Next day, Jeff Chapel, the founder of TRO Trail, and again in Devonport, uh, while I was in Auckland, um, in Christchurch, uh, since um, and um, Nelson, and wherever the people were, I could get to. So um, on the book's website, I've got all those uh, YouTube videos all linked there, so people can read the book about these amazing um, trampers, climbers and kayakers um, and they can also see them actually talking to me on video. You've embraced modern technology and uh, online and YouTube with a book companion, fantastic idea. Yeah, yeah. I tend to overdo things. I think I'm a high achiever or an <laughs> overachiever. <laughs> <laughs> you overprovide. And finally, uh, we're talking to Ray Salisbury, writer of a book, brand new book out, a good summary, and it's called Epic. What's what's one story that, that you think we may not have heard about? Like we've all heard of Graham Dingle, of course. What's one story we may not be aware of that might inspire us? One of the more recent stories happened about 10, 12 years ago. It's a 19-year-old um, dropout and he had um, ADHD, um, dyslexia, and that stopped him getting into the army. And he was trying to get off marijuana. He thought, well, what can I do? Um, And he told his mates, look, I'm going to walk around the coast of New Zealand in the new year, and they all scoffed at him. His parents didn't really think he'd do it or back him. 
And he started at Cape Rianga with a like 45 kg pack. Um, and um, 600 days later, he was back at Cape Rianga and ten, um, coasted all the way around the periphery of New Zealand. Well, even like like so, like down in Fiordland, there's no roads even close to the coastline. Was he actually walking the coast? Um, yeah, the, the only time he didn't walk within five k's of the coast was south of Milford Sound. Right. Um, everyone said, "Don't do it." Like he kayaked all the way around the um, Marlborough Sound for a month or two, you know. So um, he was pack rafting all the rivers down the west coast. Um, he he from Milford Sound he kayaked right out to the mouth, and then he went back to the Holyford area and walked south along the cliff faces and bush. It's really crazy. Um, to Milford Sound. So he joined it all up, and then from Milford Sound Village, he walked the Milford Track, and he kayaked like Tianau. He packrafted the Waio River uh, from like Manapuri right out to, to the coast, uh, to the Fovo Strait. You know, so he didn't quite do all the coast of Fiordland. Um, people told him not to, and, you know, and the weather, of course, and what, inspires against him. What's you know? this particular person doing now? Uh, did you catch up well, with him? Well, his nickname is Wild Boy. He's written three books. Mm. And he's, he met his wife, actually, on the trip, which is interesting. And um, they live in the Coromandel with a son. And he takes other people, and, and young people, um, into the wilderness um, to train them up and show them some bushcraft, stuff like that. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, it sounds like a bloody good read. You've done a good job, Ray. And I think it's, it's perfect for summer. It's a pick it up, put it down, pick it up, another story, put it down. Great idea, Ray. Thanks for joining us today. Really interesting. Yeah, my pleasure. No problem. There it is. The book is called Epic People, and it's in the good bookstores. Uh, what do they say? At all good bookstores near you. Epic. Easy to remember about epic Kiwis doing epic things. That but last one, Wild Boy, that one that one really piques my interest. Walk right around the outside of New Zealand. 600 days. I just can't fathom it.